0: Welcome everyone to the Big Book Workshop 2024. This is a series of workshops where we study and learn how to apply the wisdom that is inside the book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The goal of this process is a transformation, a change in the way we think, feel, and behave. This is a way of living that brings peace, forgiveness, and joy. May you find some of that here with us. The book Alcoholics Anonymous, commonly known as the Big Book, was written in 1939. It outlines a clear path for people who are unable to quit using willpower alone. From page 34 we have this quote. This is the baffling feature of alcoholism as we know it. This utter inability to leave it alone, no matter how great the necessity or the wish. These are people who want to stop or want to change and yet they find themselves doing it again. Today, this book and the 12 steps outlined within it are used as a foundation for recovery in many addiction-focused programs. Like with alcohol, we now have drugs, codependency, love and sex addiction, food, internet, shopping, gambling, phone addiction, media, nicotine, cluttering, hoarding and many more what follows today is the orientation you will hear some discussion and then some material around orientation where to go how to find resources and then you will hear some questions from participants we hope you enjoy and you are welcome a reminder that this is a big book workshop this is not a 12-step meeting of any kind We are not affiliated with any 12-step fellowship. However, we do try to follow the spirit of the 12 traditions. We only wish to be helpful. Everyone that you see here is volunteering their time and their effort and they're on a journey and we're volunteers. So please be respectful and patient and uh, show up just like we do. Eva is our greeter today Uh, and uh, just as she said the welcome pack is actually on the website www.bigbookworkshop.com and if you go to resources you'll see a lot of things where we're all just sort of putting it together and the greeter pack is still from last year and I haven't looked at it in a long time and it might be out of date but uh, you know we show up just like Eva did we show up even when our hands shake even when we don't quite know what we're doing, we show up in, in just how we are today with the results are none of our business. Maybe someone needed to see me showing up and my hands shaking. I show up anyway, one day at a time and my life flourishes. So I'm going to take a moment at this, at this time to introduce myself. I think most, not all of us, but has anyone not seen me before or met me before? Oh, there's a few. Ah, oh, hello. Well, it's so wonderful to meet you. It is a pleasure to see you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. My name is Joanne. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. I actually think my journey started as a very young person. I'm not going to give you a whole story because, you know, we don't have time and it's not relevant. We're here to study the big book, but I want to give you a sense of who I am. I struggled Uh, The first thing I noticed, something was really going wrong. I was 11 years old and I started having uh, very solid, serious uh, panic attacks. I couldn't move. My body seized up and I couldn't move. The first time it happened, I was on a tram, these rickety old things, not every city has them, and I couldn't get off. My stop came and my stop went and I couldn't get off that tram. I went all the way to the depot no one came near me. They all kind of, oh, the poor thing. And then I rode all the way back. I could not move. And so anxiety, panic attacks was the first sign that I knew something was going wrong, that this something was different. Looking back, I see that food, codependency, media addiction which is what I've been looking at most recently just sitting in front of a tv like totally absorbed in the screen I see that that was happening from a very young age but the first time I noticed something was wrong I was 11 years old and I started having panic attacks and now I've started using medicinally these other things to manage my panic because the other thing was I never told anyone I was 22 before I told anyone that I've been having panic attacks and I've been having them for over 10 years and that I hear is a really common thing as young people we just we shut down and we we don't know how to ask for help and then we learn these different coping mechanisms. One of my coping mechanisms was food. What did you do on a Friday night? I tell you, it was messy. Another coping that I got into was uh, relationships, men, and as I said, media addiction. I always had the TV going. I couldn't be in the car without the radio or noise. I always, the multitasking, I always had to have something going in the background. I had a, a lot of trouble sitting with myself. So I started program at 21 and um, I'm now almost 50. In a few months, I turned 50. Thank you so much. It's like, yeah getting on in the world. And um, I was a very clever 21 year old. I don't know if any of you were 21 and as clever as I was, but I heard the word chronic and I was 21 years old. I didn't wanna have a chronic issue. So I thought, you know, you nice people. I thought everyone was very lovely. You nice people, you stay there. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna get a better boyfriend and a better job. And I'm gonna go to the gym. And I'm going to stop taking those nasty drugs. You know, they're no good for me. And everything, I'm going to fix myself. And I left. And what happened happened. It got a lot worse. Because now you pick up in these other areas. But 24, I come back into the programs. And now I'm pretty, I'm, I'm humble. I, I had a fever, a, a desperation for recovery. But I came in and I didn't know where I belonged. Is it the food? Is it the men? Is it this media thing? There wasn't media addicts back then. Is it the the fact that I can't hold on to money? I keep kind of everything that is on sale I have to buy. They have a, a thrift shop here and my family had a joke. It's like take her wallet, don't let her into the, the um, discount shop. Cause she'll, she'll go bankrupt. Like I, everything like that toaster is only $5. I had to have it. And uh, that sort of compulsive behavior was, a was a family um, joke. Like they loved me, but it was funny and they were noticing the behavior. So uh, anyway, I came in at 24 and I didn't know where I belonged. And I, I was able to put down the men, just hide in, the, in my house I, it wasn't very happy, but, you know, I was able to put down the alcohol and the drugs. I just, again, I held, hid in my house. But try putting down media addiction. It's really hard. Try putting down food. It's, it's really hard. You have to eat. Try putting it down codependency. No one even has to contact me and I'll sit there worrying about you. Are you okay? You haven't done anything and I will start worrying about you. And I just was irritable, restless, and discontent. So the place where I started hearing recovery, the the place, the people that I gravitated towards were the people studying the big book and the women's workshops. And I, I love men. I'm raising a young man and I'm married to a man and and, you know, I have two teenagers and my husband. They're all in the house right now. I have the kind of life that I couldn't have dreamed of at that age. There are people who love me. There are people in this fellowship who who really love and support me, my family, my my program family here in this meeting. And I have family here in this household. I didn't have anyone at 24. What's, What's more, I didn't want anyone. I just wanted to be alone and I wanted to use. I just wanted the pain to go away. Give me a pill or a drug or just leave me be. I was pretty aggressive in those days. I, as I said, I think I shared it somewhere here. Uh, I had a Rottweiler. I went and adopted a dog. You know what I need to do to fix myself? I'll adopt a dog. And I went to the, and they had all nice little cute little dogs, but I adopted a huge Rottweiler. You know why I had an affinity to that Rockweiler. It was huge, but it would froth at the mouth from anxiety and they were about to put him down. And I said, you can't, uh, you can't, I'll take him. He's okay. And together we had a journey of recovery. That, that beautiful dog, his name was Ben. I, mean, I gave him that name and he was Big Ben because he was huge and um and over time his anxiety lessened and my anxiety lessened and he was beautiful but I'm still using like I still when I'm with him I'm alone I'm okay but as soon as the phone rings my heart would race and do I answer do I not answer what do I do I still did not have a plan for living and that's what I started to learn in the Big Book, so I started studying the Big Book, and um, I had some recovery. I mean, I did. I I got some relief and and some beautiful recovery. I hadn't had a panic attack for about ten, I don't know, five five. I don't know how long it was. I for a long time. I met a beautiful man who wasn't codependent. I mean, that's amazing, and who wasn't an addict because I really identified that magnetism of uh, needing to be needed and this man didn't need me and I was able to withstand that because I had some recovery. I said to him on one of our first dates, well, no, we'd been dating a little while and I said to him, it gets pretty bad. You know, I've been pretty bad. I had depression, obesity, i of the things I've gotten into. Are you sure? Will you stay with me forever? And he looked at me and said, I don't know, Joe, that sounds pretty bad. Right. And he's just like, that sounds pretty bad. And I just wanted to run. I remember how that felt, that fear of being vulnerable and being rejected. But because of this work that we do, that I'm that we're teaching here, I was a different person. So the people that spoke before that we started the recording, they we're different i am a different person i used to blush every time you look at me my hands i i'm diagnosed anxiety i i'm not a people person i am i love people but my head is so full of negative self-talk that my hands shake my voice quivers i used to blush And here I am with this man that I'm interested in, and he's telling me he's not going to commit forever. And I stayed. That's the difference of recovery. I was able to sit with the discomfort of an unanswered question. That's a meditation. Are you going to stay with me forever is an uncomfortable question, and he didn't answer it. And I was able, because I had that little bit of recovery, to sit in the power of an unanswered question and my life flourishes. That is the wisdom of recovery, being able to sit in the unknown. That's, that's what we learn through doing the steps. And you can learn it through different ways. You, you might not fit with this group. It might not fit with you. So keep looking keep looking but that's the goal it's not 12 steps to a better wardrobe or 12 steps to a better hairdo that would be nice but no it's 12 steps to this spiritual connection to a peace and ease that i can sit in a discomfort and and i'll be okay that's why we're here so uh so i had some recovery and I, uh, now I'm getting married and I'm actually pregnant and we need to get married in a hurry and I've started using and I really was desperate, but I'm powerless. So when you go to meetings and people just don't pick pick up no matter what, I don't know. And I know Herb doesn't know, we're powerless. I can't not pick up. It didn't matter that I had a young life inside of me there is nothing that will stop me from picking up i can't not pick up i am going to i am on my own power i use so uh so i met this fellow i'm getting married and i'm using and um and that's when i met herb and that's when i started this big book workshop and I started as a facilitator, much like the people that introduced themselves before, not as a faci- as an admin support. So I just support in the background and do the technical stuff. And I've been doing it ever since. So I still work with Herb and, um, you know, he's kept me around. And when COVID came, I started doing these workshops. So we started in 2020 and this is about the fifth year of these workshops. So uh, am I right? 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. This will be the fifth round of workshops. We run two workshops a year. Uh, There are two different time zones this year, so we're running one for the US time zone and one for uh, the uh, European and Australian time zone. So the two separate workshops. They work the same. This workshop will be bigger because there's more of you Uh, that do 12-step, that the That are connected to twelve step in the northern, um, you know, US and things like that. The uh, Australian one is smaller, so if you come, it'll be like insta. It'll be the same workshop, but there'll be thirty people, sixty people. So it's just a smaller group, but it's happening at about three a.m. in the morning for most of you. So. I, if, if you turn up and I will be saying to you, have you spoken to your sponsor about this? Because a 3 a.m. meeting is maybe a little unmanageable, just it's not for you at this time, but, um, but it's your life and I don't know what's best for you. And that's the philosophy that I really encourage the sponsors out there to have. A lot of sponsors start to become the solution. I'm the answer. Come to me and I'll fix your life. And that's part of our disease. It's easy, an easy trap to fall into because we don't like to sit in the discomfort watching the people around us fumble through their life. But that's part of their journey and their, their journey. And so here in this work, we practice letting go. So I'm going to pause there for a moment and do another meditation. And now I'm just going to talk about that meditation for a moment. I'm going to invite you, if you feel up to it, to close your eyes. Close your eyes and bring your energy to your diaphragm breath, that beautiful deep breath. And I don't know about you, but what happens for me Part of my anxiety is I actually forget to breathe. So we're going to focus on breathing for just a moment. And we close our eyes because I forget to stop uh, kind of monitoring the world for threat. I want you to think about this group. We are here. We have the Zoom security people. You can let go, you can rest. And we just take a moment to remind ourselves that we are safe in this room, that you are here to recover, to have a change, to have a transformation, a connection to something bigger than yourself. And I use the word God but you don't have to. Not everyone does. There are many people that walk many, many paths. This fellowship, is. there are so many things that are very similar in, in different cultures. They call things differently, but it's the same. I need to let go of that ego, the self-centered thinking, self-will. I need to let that go and I need to lean in. And I need to find a trust. And it starts with perhaps we trust our sponsors. Perhaps not. They're just people. Perhaps you lean in and you trust Herb and that's why you're here. But I'm going to give you a secret. He's a person too. Perhaps you're leaning in and you're trusting this fellowship, this group. And I hope that it is a safe space for you to grow. And as you begin to broaden your idea of what you're leaning into, remember to breathe a deep breath. And we say that set aside prayer when we start this meeting and you can change the words, please set aside what I think I know about this workshop, about Joe, about Zoom. Please open my heart. Please open my mind. And allow me to have a brand new experience. With myself, with this workshop, with my spiritual path, and especially with you, that spirit. Okay, thank you so much everyone. Welcome. So what I'm going to do now is a little screen share. I want you to take a pen and a piece of paper and, and not kind of look on the computer. I'm going to show you some things on the screen. And for those that are listening to the recording, I'll be speaking about where I'm going, but I don't want you to go looking on the website yourself right now. You can do that after the, after the workshop, but maybe take a pen and a piece of paper. If If someone says something and a word resonates with you, one of the first words I wrote down was resonate. The big book uses the word calamity. That's what my life is like. That's what addiction, that's what anxiety is like. Calamity, noise, noisiness. I really related to that word. And the word resonance, when something resonates, it vibrates on the same frequency. You feel it in your heart. You might not understand it, but you resonate. Hold on to that resonance. Hold on to it because it's finding you. We lose ourselves when we're in addiction and here we are finding ourselves. And I don't know where you're going to be, where you will find yourself. But you do. You will resonate with someone who speaks or or some word that's said. So write it down. Don't lose it. We get distracted by the next thought and the next thought and the next thought. Okay, so I'm going to put some things on the screen just to navigate people, orient them to the website and a little bit about what to expect and, uh, and then we'll do a pause. And today I'm going to be allow- just opening up for questions. So if you, I, I welcome questions. So if you have a question about anything, write it down. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to raise your hands and, and participate. Okay. So uh, first of all, let's just have a look at the screen. And um, we're starting with the big book. This is the website. Let me just um, navigate that. So if you go down, you'll see I've started using, it's a Buddhist philosophy if you haven't heard it before, but I really really resonate with it, uh, a path, a teacher, a community. And this is kind of the spot check inventory that I do when I'm looking at my life. Am I on the path? We get off the path and we start to think I'm the solution. We humans—it's not particular to addicts. It's—it's it's human beings. Start to feel they are the solution. Well, that's not my path. My path is the, these twelve steps, and the very first one reminds me, I'm not the solution. I'm not the path. I don't know what's best for you. So uh, we go down. And it talks about teachers notice the plural it's not one teacher i am standing up as a teacher one of my teachers is herb k my sponsor is one of my teachers and i i connect with other spiritual and and um, different people and resonate with them and and kind of lean into them find a teacher do you have a sponsor I'll talk more about that as we go along. And here are some members that have put some participants. They're pretty old, actually. We need some new reference material there. It's it's a pretty um, fabulous community of people that have done it before. Um, what else is on this page? I think it's just um, showing you around a little bit. Oh, Way of Life. This opens up. I don't know if it's going to, um, if you will see it, if it opens up. I think it goes into a new... Let me just copy and go back. Uh, so if you're going down the home page, I've just opened up the way of life document and it's got a beautiful picture of a tree. This is the apple tree. And uh, there's a story behind this, which I'll talk more to as we get into the work, start getting into the work. The fruit on the tree represents my behavior my addictions, my healthy behavior, and my unhealthy behavior. But that's all that we see, the surface. Underneath you have all these different structures creating this this who I am, the apple, the behavior. And the work, the big book work that we do gets into those roots, starts to nourish us, and we find new soil and we flourish that's my personal experience and and the experience of the many people that I've worked with and that have have done this work before me and afterwards we continue to flourish so um since I'm here I'll show you the way of life document uh, briefly uh, if you scroll down it is it has a table of contents so you can you do not need to print it it's, it's a big document. It's an online document. You can, if you prefer, print it. It's Some people prefer to have a tangible copy. You will be asked to print some of the fourth stuff and inventory work. And um, you can print it if you want to, but it is here to be a free resource. So if I go to, I don't know, um, I don't know, let's go to step 11. And you'll see the page here. The interesting thing there on this page is when it says to meditate. That dictionary trans uh, translation of a meditation, to muse or reflect, uh, to consider, to study. All right, it goes on, and we'll get more into that over the weeks. But where meditation, the word, a lot of the words that we use have changed over the years. So we're going to study them. We're going to look at them. When I say the word meditate, I often, you could replace it with to consider, to consider something. So when I close my eyes and I breathe every morning and I ask myself a question, often the question I ask myself is, what is the loving thing for me to do today? And that question works for me because I'm not very loving towards myself. For some people, uh, they perhaps need a different uh, meditation question, and it might be what is the recovered thing to do today? What is the responsible thing for me to do today? Find what resonates for you and use it. So this here is the Way of Life document. Uh, I just also show you they've got this button here at the bottom of every page that will take you back up to the contents so you can navigate it. And um, so right now I'm going to take a pause from, am I going to take a pause? Wait a moment. Let me just show you the resources page. Uh, Actually, I'll scroll down for a moment. I'm going to change the covers on these, but these are two videos if you want to watch them. They're workshops with Herb. Uh, design for living workshops and uh, and more. But I do want to take a moment to show this. This workshop is not affiliated with any particular twelve step fellowship. We, you know, we're not affiliated. It also means we are fully one hundred percent reliant on support from you. This workshop community is fully supported through donations. So please consider each week or each month, we're going to put a reminder up a pass the basket. Uh, Please do consider supporting this group. Uh, While I'm here, I'll just finish up up on the resources page. This is what you need. The assignments, the way of life document, I've already shown you, but the link is here if you need it. And this is a PDF of the big book. So if you don't have a big book, don't worry you can use an electronic version of the big book. So welcome to that. So with that, I'm going to stop the screen share.
1: Hi, um, just a question. When we break into the groups, is there any chance, like I have a dual addiction with alcohol and food and shopping and drugs, but try to maybe get with people that are duly addicted or focus on um, because I need help with how people handle both.
0: Yeah. So if I'm with
1: people that just,
2: you know, you know what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah, I think um, it's a wonderful idea. You, you know, that's a great idea for your study group if you host, say, hey, I'm gonna host a study group on Sundays at 3 p.m. central time. It's for people that have experience in the fellowships of multiple fellowships. You could say that and send it to Penny. So you start to create the study group that you need. Penny, go ahead.
2: Thank you, Joe. I just wanted to clarify your breakout rooms, to my understanding, what we've done is that they're gonna change. They're not gonna every be the week. same. They're gonna every week they're gonna be different people. So you can get to get to know the whole whole community. Oh thank you.
0: The breakout rooms are done randomly, you can't choose them, it's too much work for us. It's it's random. But your study groups, what you do at you in, in your time, that can be something that you set up. So I suggest people that are new, people that are brand new, like don't know anything about anything, I suggest you get together with other people that are brand new, that don't know anything about, it, because they're your peers. You want to be with people who are have something similar so that you can grow together, your community. All right. Nice to meet you, Kathy. Good question. And there's a lot of people, multiple addictions in this room, so you're not alone. Kathy just asked the question about multiple addictions. So is the chat open? We will normally open the chat. Today was orientation, so we might have missed some things. But let's open the chat. Those of you that are still here, please uh, start exchanging details, okay? As the workshop rolls on, we'll actually have a phone list and we'll have a chat group and we'll have study groups. We do set up a lot of support. I uh, want to keep going through the questions. Today was an orientation to give you a sense of what's coming, and a sense of of what to do and and where to find the resources and who's doing what and um, yeah when we start opening big book study groups you don't have to wait if you see someone who's on here and you want to do a study group with them just ask them but we will start opening the chat and facilitating it in about two three more weeks so in the meantime we just ask you to hold on and show up. And in the meantime, maybe get familiar with the website, listen to some things and get a pen and a big book and get yourself ready to go. I didn't um, show you assignment number one, but maybe we'll start assignment number one and you'll be getting homework emails each week. So um, check that they're not going to your spam. And there's always a bit of uh, confusion there. You know, just see what you're getting and get settled in, and we'll see all of you next week. And uh, it's a long journey, and we show up for the for the community and the work. We're on a path. We need teachers. That's I'm standing up as a teacher right now. We're on a path. We need teachers. Please lean into your teachers and listen, and then we need this community, and that's what those study groups are, and and find your community. All right, let me come across to Deborah. Welcome, Deborah. Hi, sorry, can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, hiya. Thanks, Joe,
3: very much. I just wanted to ask you you mentioned the time of the other group. I'm not too sure of Australian time. I'm in Ireland and it's almost 2 a.m.
0: now. <laughs> Deborah, so I'm would've... very pleased to meet you. You want to join the European one? <laughs> yeah. It's that uh, Sunday mornings at about 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. So... Oh, I don't know
2: which is worse. I'm more of
3: a, I don't know which is worse. That might be too early. I think I'll stick yeah, to, yeah. I think I'll stick to midnight. <laughs> I'm a yeah, night owl. Right. So, but I am tired. But at the same time, I you know I can get recordings and the groups, you say, is where the main work is done anyway. So, um, I guess I'll find, I'll find the right balance. And yeah, I think I'll just, I'm half the time I'm lying, lying awake in the early hours. So I think it's a better use of time to be in this group than lying awake.
0: If you're up at the early hours of the morning, you're welcome to come. Like you okay. can use this as a meeting that you attend. Like you don't do the work. This one could be the one where you just show up and listen and feel the spirit, oh, yeah. feel the connection. And the Sunday workshop might be where you do the work because, tonight, you know, ask you one last thing yes. if I want to join that European one
3: are the links for that all on the, the, the website
0: you you have to register so that it goes through the registration thing so go to the oh. website and where it says the Sunday workshop hit register or okay. just send an email to admin at bigbookworkshop.com yep. and just say hey I was just in the um Wednesday group but uh, I'm actually in Ireland. Could you please register me for both groups? Be clear, because otherwise she'll take you off this one. Okay. Um, just be clear and try them out and see what works. Uh, the yeah. Sunday group will be a smaller group because uh, it's new yeah. fellowship and it will have a lot of Europeans in it, so it's good. That, that, that's very helpful. Thank you. You're so welcome. Good to meet you. And, Thank you. Uh, you across to Claire welcome Claire can you unmute yourself uh, I think you can no you might not be able to one second try and uh, go. I got it I got it so I have a quick question how long does this workshop shop run how many weeks months whatever it goes we cater for a whole year but sometimes oh, it goes for that. yeah it goes it's a year-long workshop sometimes we've ratched it a little bit and it's taken sort of 10 months, nine months, 10 months, but it's basically a weekly workshop. You just show up and you prepare for the long walk through the steps and it's um, extended column work. So you do this um, particular method that I hadn't heard or seen anywhere, which is all from the big book, but it's, it's clear and extended and, um, uh, transform it's different to ticking boxes I spent years ticking boxes and didn't have any change and then I started doing this extended column work and and the change was um it was different dramatic okay thank that's you that's why we do it thank you you're so welcome good question and welcome everyone and uh, there are people here that can also answer these questions I'm not the only one like the uh, community, this is a community of recovery, and there'll be very wise people. But what I do have is a lot of experience guiding people through this work. Because behind our addiction is often a lot of grief, right? A lot of grief, a lot of sadness, a lot of uh, protection. We're protecting ourselves. And so I do have a lot of experience guiding people in how to move through that along this big book path, along the um, 12-step path, where I don't rush for someone else to fill the gap of fixing me. Some people realize, hey, I can't fix myself. Maybe you can fix me or you or you or you. And it's like you're still not on the path. There is no one and nothing that can fix us. We are beyond human aid. That's the path, and we we find it, and we stay on it, and that's something that I do have a lot of experience in doing. Sarah, welcome, Sarah.
1: Hi, Joe. welcome. I'm really enjoying tonight. Glad I'm here. I just have a quick question. So is this session recorded that we could go back and look at it now, or will it be?
0: Oh, I just lost you. There you go. Yes, it is recorded. It's recording right now. It will be an audio recording that you will be able to listen to on the website. So bigbookworkshop.com. Once we get through orientation, once we get through kind of the beginnings, we'll move it into a password protected area. So, or I don't know, we, we, over the years we've done different things, but it is an audio recording that you will be able to access.
1: Okay. And the other question, so I have another friend who would like to possibly join. Can sure. they go back and listen to the orientation?
0: Yeah, she will okay. be able to. Yeah. Okay. Super. All right. Please. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be on the website and it it's um yeah, it's great. Michelle, you snuck in. <laughs> Unmute yourself, Michelle.
1: So sorry, I sent you a um a message in the chat, but I didn't know if you'd see it before we stopped. Are, do you use the big book awakening process? No. Okay. It I, sounded I know, like it sounded talking very about Dan familiar. Sherman,
0: yeah. That's Dan Sherman's yeah. book. Yeah. Is that right? I've read yep. that. Uh, my um, approach is very different, but it's the same origins. It's like watching the evolution happen right in front of you. That's what actually is going on here. You had people like uh, the, the people that, passed the message on to Herb. They also passed the message on to um, Dan Sherman, who's now passed away. So Dan Sherman wrote this book, Big Book Awakening, and that was his understanding from the same teacher, right? Yeah. And Herb w- w- wrote his book, um, 12 Steps, whatever he called it, which was the same thing. That's he, he wrote that book 20 years ago, and that was his understanding from the same teacher, and the books are very different. The, the the detail that Dan Sherman went into, Herb doesn't do that. And the um, the exploration of personal kind of guilt and or personal shame and responsibility, Dan Sherman maybe doesn't do that either. It's like they're very different from the same teacher. Now you, when you go through the work with me, you will see the fear that I do is Herb doesn't. I mean, you know, he doesn't really go to the lens that I go to in in regards to fear, codependency, relationships. The relationship inventory for me was a very different experience, and, and I didn't get that work from Herb. It's an evolution. It's still, it's extended column work. So you'll see, it's like cousins. Dan Sherman's work is related to what we're doing, but it's not the same.
1: Thank you, and that's so exciting because I've gone through three or four big book workshops in BBA,
2: and yeah, so to know that I this is to. different, is so exciting.
3: Hi, everybody! Thank you so much for um, running this workshop. Everybody who's contributing, I really, really, really appreciate it. I'm in OA. Um, I'm brand, I'm relatively new to the program, um, but I have already undergone so much growth that it just really excites me because um, actually I I I wanna handle my eating problem, but more than that, I've just always loved to grow. And so this is forcing me to do that. And um, I say forcing because sometimes it's not easy to grow, <laughs> um, but I do feel like it's really valuable and I, know that I'm gonna get a ton out of this workshop. So I really appreciate you, thank you.
0: Thank you, Carolyn, you are so welcome. Betty, welcome.
3: Can can you hear me? There we go. I'm Betty, I'm from Texas. Uh, I am, I've been in recovery, um, it'll be six years in February. My primary program is FA Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. Um, <clears throat> I, I have we do what we call a way of life in FA, and I've done two A walls, and that's a that's a in depth study of uh, the twelve steps. And I am finishing uh, Herb K. Actually, we will be finished by the end of this month. I'm actually with Herb K. So. I was excited um, because I had done what was called a herb case study with another uh, fa out of the state of Maine. And so when I I found this one, to be very honest, to, to, to know that it was being led by a woman and included and was of women, I just was too excited and I couldn't pass it by. So I'm looking forward to continuing to grow I think for me, uh, big book study is a practical way of living, of living out. Even if I have to say living out my faith, it's a practical, hands-on way with people to to live out how I best want to live my life. So I'm very excited about this workshop and look forward to it.
0: Thank you, Betty. Thank very you. welcome, Andrea. Welcome. Hello, my name is Andrea. I'm an alcoholic. Um, I have
3: been sober for five months. Um, I'm relatively new to the program. I had heard um, one of the more experienced members in one of my virtual groups talk about big book workshops. And so um, I always enjoy the big book study meetings and i figured i would try the workshop and i was glad to find a women's workshop i've never been to a big book workshop and i want to thank you all for your volunteering and service and i'm looking forward to learning a lot thank you
0: thank you and you're very welcome marlene welcome
4: hi hi everyone and hi joe i'm uh, excited to be here too um i'm one also that's just at the tail end with herb and it was the first time that i had i don't sure if i said i was an alcoholic but i am i could probably go to all the other ones too however um i'm just finishing off with herb and heard about this one Um, I'm really, you know what I mean, I realize that, you know, alcohol um, is just in the first step, right? It's all that unmanageability that comes after that. And so I'm 30 years this month, and I can't believe what I'm learning. And uh, so I'm I'm very excited to be here and uh, to uh, listen to everybody else and yourself. So thank you so much
0: you are so welcome thank you so we've got sally and then gail and then um and then we're going to try something a little different so um just with maya just giving you a heads up there thank you sally welcome thank you very much i'm just wondering if we need to get a step study guide for this i'm finishing up herbs right now too and uh, that's been very useful Yeah, it's a really good question. I want to um, just take a moment to call on Penny and um, Donna, if you could raise your hands. I don't know if Tina's in the room. Raise your Zoom hands. I love it when people do this. It's like, (laughs) raise your Zoom hands, please, so everyone can see you. Uh, Donna, I don't know where you are, but I saw you here earlier. Are you able to raise your hand, your Zoom hand, um, if you are? So uh, so we do have study groups we encourage study groups Penny is standing is uh, moving into that position so she's new she hasn't done it yet and Donna is moving out she was doing it last year so that's why I was asking if she was around she was here at the beginning oh there you are hello Donna Donna if you could talk to what you did last year that would be very very helpful thank you Donna
2: Hi, I'm Donna and I'm an alcoholic and I'm an Al-Anon and um, I, I helped out facilitate last year um, what we did with study groups. We did not have a study, study guides, but we organized it where people got together in groups, you know, maybe five in a group or six in a group, or it could be smaller and, and did that. And so um, what I did last year is I got together a list of everyone who wanted that and we're able to put phone numbers and the location because some people are in Australia and some people in New York. So we have the different areas and um, that way you can see. And then we'd have groups at the top that still were open that could have more people. So we provided a document that was able to help you connect with people and groups.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Donna. So what we do with this workshop, the first month is orientation and I tell you we just wait and see who's still here after a few weeks. So at the end of the first month, we have a telephone group we get you into and we start doing the study groups. So before then, we just get you to hold on, buckle in, get ready, and just keep showing up. And um, because yeah, we want to so at, at the end of the first month, Penny, do you want to introduce yourself? So Penny will be standing in and donor, they're, they're doing transition. Welcome, Penny. Do you want to just introduce yourself?
2: Yes, thank you, Joe. Um, I'm Penny, a Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from the state of Washington. Looking forward to helping uh, everyone find a group, find um, a support network that you can gain from being together with the same individuals week after week. Um, I did this last year through Joe's program we met weekly, and um, it was it was a very positive experience. We got to know each other. We got to share, you know, our challenges as well as our victories. And um, I'm looking forward to being able to pair anyone who's interested in with one of those groups. And I'll look forward to more um, being able to share more with you uh, in the coming weeks.
0: Thank you so much, um, Penny and Donna. I want to come back to Sally and just see, does that answer your question? Did you have another one, a follow-up? No, that was great. Thank you, Joe. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. So I want to come to Gail. Welcome, Gail. And then, um, and then I'll be coming to Maya. There you go. Welcome, Gail.
1: Hi, I'm Gail and I am a um, recovering alcoholic and addict and compulsive overeater. Um, I've spent time in Alagon too. Um, I have been around the room since 1987, but, um, got clean and sober in 97. And, um, so I've done the steps a lot. I've had a full program of recovery. Uh, but my, um, my. And my abstinence um and i've done the steps there and have learned a lot but there's still a lot that i want to i want to grow spiritually and i've heard such really good things about um herb k workshops and and i've heard good things about you and um i want to go the next level (laughs) you know I, i i really want to um grow spiritually and um thank you
0: thank you for uh, thank you everyone for raising your hand do you know asking a question is a ser- like participating in this work is a service it's a very gentle service also sometimes not participating and sitting quiet and allowing others to participate is a service so we're a community and I, I see you all here. Just having your faces on the screen is a service. This is pretty intense. So what we're going to do now, and uh, is we're going to experiment. It's our first week. Please be patient. We're learning. I'm going to come to Maya. It's her first time. I'm going to ask you to unmute Maya. Uh, please unmute yourself, and Thank you. uh, we're going to practice. Um creating small groups, much like those study groups. What we're doing is helping you to practice what a study group might look like. So one person is gonna be the group leader and one person is gonna be the timer. And you're gonna go into these small rooms and ask yourself this question. Well, you can share anything actually. I want you to take two minutes to share, why am I here? So I want you to take a pen and write down the answer to that question, what you think. And it doesn't, there's no right or wrong, I can tell you now. Just, it's really just a prompter for a conversation. You could say, I'm here and I don't even know why. When you go into those small rooms, you're creating community. Community is a group of peers. They're going to be nervous. Some of them are going to have big egos, but they're your Community. And to recover, we need a community, okay? We need teachers, and that's what this format is for. We need a path, and the path is not me. For me, the path is held and represented in those 12 steps, but it doesn't belong to the 12 steps. It's a human path of letting go of that ego and finding my place again in the world. So um, so when you go into those rooms, nominate a timer amongst yourselves nominate a group leader and go around the room and introduce yourself and and ask yourself this question why am i here so has everyone written down that question or you've got it in your mind i'm looking for some nodding heads i can only see a few of you thank you (laughs) all right so maya hasn't done this before and it's a big group but we're going to experiment all right Go ahead, Maya. All right. I'm going to do it. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Here we go. And with the recording, I'm going to put the recording on pause. I'll do that, Diana. We're going to close today on the um, story. It's a bamboo story. It's called the Chinese legend, I think, or the bamboo story. And in there... I've asked one of the members to read it for us and we'll put it on the screen and it's in the way of life document so you can have a copy of it. But as we read that, it's a reminder that we are broken. And part of my broke... I, at 24, I didn't want to live another day. I don't know if that's not everyone's experience, but I was, I was a mess. I was unable to leave my house. Daily panic attacks. Uh, just the mess of it all, just just the depression, anxiety, self-loathing, blushing every minute of the day, just unable to get to work or, or school or face my family or anyone. Today my life is so different. It's just a, a, a beautiful life. It's not perfect. But that change that happens where I become a channel of transformation to other people. Because I can tell you, over the last 15 years, I have been leading workshops like this in different forms. And I have been a channel of transformation. I'm not perfect, but... Being able to help others is a is a gift and a, a, a grace. And one of the um, parts of, of that bamboo story is a reminder, however broken you think you are, you are the message someone else is waiting for. No matter how broken you think you are. Thank you so much. A Chinese legend, The Bamboo Story. Look at that curve in the river of Qi with the green bamboo so luxuriant. Once upon a time, in the heart of the Western Kingdom, lay a beautiful garden, and there, in the cool of the day, was the master of the garden wont to walk. Of all the denizens of the garden, the most beautiful and most beloved was the gracious and noble bamboo. Year after year bamboo grew, yet more noble and more gracious, conscious of their master's love and watchful delight, but modest and gentle withal. And often, when wind came to revel in the garden, bamboo would cast aside their grave stateliness to dance and play, right merrily, tossing and swaying and leaping and bowing in joyous abandon, leading the great dance of the garden, which most delighted the master's heart. Now upon a day, the master himself drew near to contemplate bamboo with eyes of curious expectancy, and bamboo, in a passion of adoration, bowed their head to the ground in loving greeting, The master spoke, Bamboo, bamboo, I would use thee. Bamboo flung their head to the sky in utter delight. The day of days had come, the day for which they had been made, the day to which they had been growing hour by hour, the day in which they would find their completion and their destiny. Bamboo's voice came low, Master, I am ready, Use me as thou wilt. Bamboo, the master's voice was grave. I would fain take thee and cut thee down. A trembling of great horror shook Bamboo. Cut me down? Me, whom thou, master, hast made? The most beautiful in all thy garden. To cut me down? Ah, not that, not that. Use me. For thy joy, O master, but cut me not down. Beloved bamboo, the master's voice grew graver still. If I cut thee not down, I cannot use thee. The garden grew still. The wind held its breath. Bamboo slowly bent its proud and glorious head. There came a whisper, Master, If thou canst not use me, but thou cutst me down, then do thy will and cut. Bamboo, beloved bamboo, I would cut thy leaves and branches from thee also. Master, master, spare me, cut me down and lay my beauty in the dust, but wouldst thou take from me my leaves and branches also? Bamboo, alas, If I cut them not away, I cannot use thee. The sun hid its face. A listening butterfly glided fearfully away, and Bamboo shivered in terrible expectancy, whispering low, Master, cut away. Bamboo, Bamboo, I would yet cleave thee in twain and cut out thine heart, or if I cut not so, I cannot use thee. Then was bamboo bowed to the ground, Master, Master, then cut and cleave. So did master of the garden take bamboo and cut them down and hack off their branches and strip off their leaves and cleave them in twain and cut out their heart. And lifting them gently, carried them to where there was a spring of fresh, Sparkling water in the midst of the dry fields. Then, putting one end of broken bamboo in the spring and the other end into the water channel in the field, the master gently laid down their beloved bamboo. And the spring sang welcome, and the clear, sparkling waters raced joyously down the channel of bamboo's torn body into the waiting fields. Then the rice was planted, and the days went by, and the shoots grew, and the harvest came. In that day was bamboo, once so glorious in their stately beauty, yet more glorious in their brokenness and humility. For in their beauty they were life abundant, but in their brokenness they became a channel of abundant life to their master's world. I'll close up the meeting today. So calling on that spirit, grant us serenity to accept the things we cannot change. Courage to change the things we can and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you so much. Thank you to our service members and uh, thank you everyone for coming. We do, I'd like to say we always finish on time, but to that member that asked, do we finish on, we often run a little bit over. We're working, work in progress. Was it Kathy? Work in progress. So thank you. I'll let you, and I think I can, wait a moment. You can unmute if you wish to. Let's have a look and just say farewell and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Joe. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank bye you, Joe. Take care. Blessings to
1: everybody. Thank Good job. Good everybody. See everyone.